0: Cars. Vroom vroom, <laughs> vroom vroom, indeed, James. <laughs> uh, and a vroom vroom Raf <laughs> Vroom vroom. Mm. <laughs> Say no more. That actually, like, think about the meeting. Is it Mazda? Vroom vroom. Yeah. Think about the meeting mm. in the ad agency, that, where that came out. Vroom
1: vroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was like a like a Friday, four forty five p.m. They'd been there all day after weeks of kind of like team building and like strategy sessions and planning and then someone was like, why don't we just fucking do vroom vroom? Or do you think it was kind of like a madman Don Draper pulling like the sheet off the whiteboard and being like, let's get back to basics, vroom vroom? I can imagine the latter. I can imagine like so in an ad agency,
0: it would have been probably the, I mean, it could have been the creatives. I reckon it was two people. And they pitched it internally, and internally everyone's like, oh, "I like it." Mm. What would have been interesting is, yeah, that pitch to the client to Mazda yep. from the ad agency
1: Led into the wind.
0: I think that, folks. yeah, I think I forget can imagine. Your,
1: forget your aspirations. I
0: yeah. can imagine nineteen slides before the vroom vroom reveal.
1: Okay, yep. I reckon a lot of charts being like, you know, history
0: of brand, demographic <laughs> research, like a lot leading to bang, <laughs> vroom vroom. <laughs> vroom, vroom. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're talking about cars. We're talking about vehicles, the future of human locomotion, getting behind the wheel of a car Mm. and going where your mind takes you. Yeah, we love cars, folks. We love them. We're rev heads here at Down Around. (laughs) Yeah, much better than trains. (laughs) Trains are out, cars are in. (laughs) No, but we're talking about the tech side of cars and in particular, the onboard you know, computer systems of cars.
0: Infotainment.
1: Infotainment, yes.
0: We discussed it briefly on the Mark DiStefano, ep- well, he's been twice, on one of the Mark Stefano episodes. Over the next few years, but like basically right now, it's kind of coming to a, uh, a precipice, a tipping point. A, yeah, it's basically like... It's
1: heating up. It's heating up and it's also, it's like one of the most kind of underrated areas of where kind of like the big tech companies are fighting right now. Because people don't really think about cars that much in terms of the modern tech landscape and even you know people love carplay and like android auto and that kind of things they kind of get thought about as sort of like secondary businesses for apple and google and what have you it's like mm. it's like just a thing they do. a weird of, feature it's a weird feature they do on the side that sort of just supports what they do on their iphone right. but it's actually becoming super important and the reason we decided to talk about it now is a, a news story over the past few weeks which is that uh gm general motors have decided that they're parting ways with uh-huh. Apple and Google and not including CarPlay and Android Auto on their f- future vehicles.
0: And I guess we should say for A, the public transport heads and B, like those driving around in like a non smart car, I guess.
1: Well, or- you know, I, I drive a 2012 Hyundai Gets, which has no uh, infotainment system whatsoever. Uh-huh. It does have, it's got Bluetooth. That's good. That's about that's as far as it goes. I'm well,
0: basically, that's what GM are, are going back to. But when we talk about Android Auto and, and Apple CarPlay, if you jump into the modern vehicle that has that, if you jump into a Skoda Kodiak um, with as an example, the sports pack and luxury pack and the mm-hmm. panoramic mm-hmm. roof 2022, your screen in the center console, I mean, you can choose what you want it to connect to, but will basically look like a big iPhone. With a bunch of apps on it that are all made for the car. So, you know, you're mapping things, my podcast player, your music, Spotify, everything. But it it looks like Apple. Like, let's be honest, it's just a bunch of icons in Apple format. And, you know, you can talk to Siri via the car and blah, 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 blah. Yep. Same is true, obviously, of Android versus, for example, a Tesla, which doesn't have Apple or Android in which case you have to use the Tesla internal system. And and I should say like Skodas, VWs, most cars that have Apple and Android, you can also use their internal system. Like they'll have their own apps and whatever, but one of their apps will be you go into CarPlay.
1: Yeah, to put it into sort of perspective, it was probably, it was like over early 2010s that cars started to include like relatively rich in-car entertainment systems, no longer just having... Bluetooth connection, CD player and and radio and what have you, but having like a full-on screen where you could interact with it, scroll through your connected devices, you know, plug in iPods and have them display on the screen what was playing. You know, that was like a relatively big moment, but it was all like bespoke software at the beginning. Mm. You know, Ford was developing the software that was running on their, their screen. You know, GM was developing it, Volkswagen. They were developing their own sort of bespoke systems. And it was sort of like 2013 or so, 2014 that the smartphone manufacturers, being particularly Apple and Android the software developers for smartphones, decided that they were going to get in on that game. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One, people already have all their stuff on their phone, be it the music they're playing, the podcast they're listening to, their mapping software, etc. And B, these companies are just better at making software. Mm. You know, even from the beginning. You don't even have to think back because a lot of cars still do have like the on-built systems from the car manufacturer. The first Ford and um, Holden in-car systems and what have you were pretty rudimentary. You know, they could play music and what have you, but they were laggy and and shitty and the design was weird. Compare that to like your iPhone and even like an earlier iPhone, which is a nice sort of slick experience. It was a big deficit. So, you know, there was heaps of room for Apple to say, hey, so you, you connect to your phone via the cable or via... Bluetooth, and then you will have like an Apple experience on your car's entertainment system. Yeah. And the benefit for the, you know, a Ford or a Toyota or whatever was, oh, great, we can worry less about our car systems and making them absolute top spec Yeah, because people already have phones and basically everyone has a smartphone in their pocket Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't have to worry about being the absolute best at software design anymore. We can let... The boffins at in Cupertino for Apple figure that that shit out,
0: or worry about you know forming relationships with Spotify and exactly. all these apps that consumers want to use on their car. Yep. we don't have to make a P- bespoke push their
1: relationship onto the Apple. Let Apple do all the advocacy for like their all their developers building a car version of the app because mm. yeah, it, it's completely. You know, Toyota might be able to make convince Spotify to make an app. But they're not going to be able to convince the legion of apps that people use, all the different podcast apps people use, all the different whatever. Yeah, title. Yeah, exactly. Imagine imagine the meetings where Toyota and Title. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get the title playlists yeah. into the latest Camry, <laughs> like, and that relationship worked relatively well for a while, the better part of the twenty tens. You know, mm-hmm. CarPlay got better and better, Android Auto got better and better. And again, car manufacturers were happy to sort of pass that stuff off. As we mentioned before, the outlier there was Tesla. Tesla really popularized the idea of a car that had... If you've been in a Tesla, you'll know they just have that one gigantic tablet in the middle of the dashboard Mm. instead of having all the rest of the the functions there. And popped off, like intentionally
0: kind of disconnected with the dashboard. Yeah,
1: and just like it's iPad style in your face. All the functions are there. To be honest, I find it kind of like annoying and irritating that everything in a Tesla is done from behind the touchscreen. That's one of the core complaints of the, the Tesla is that you can't do basic things with a button. You need to like navigate through menus. Yeah, and through shit.
0: menus. Like you can't increase the temperature or whatever. Yeah, you have just to like and tap. Go but, in, tap on temperature, tap on this, tap on that as opposed to just grab a button and twist. Yeah, yeah.
1: but one of the benefits of the Tesla model of things is that not only, you know, is it look cool and futuristic, but by owning the software experience entirely, they can like upsell for subscriptions. They can do. And extract value off like the apps themselves, and continue, right? Continue extracting value um, where the other car manufacturers weren't. So that was going on. And then the secondary thing as well is that Apple and Google decided why are we kind of stopping at just being one function on these kind of. In car entertainment systems. Mm. Why aren't we sort of occupying more of like the in car experience? Cars these days are becoming more and more like smartphones on wheels. Mm. They've got a fully like integrated software experience across the whole system. They've got gigantic, you know, if you get in like a new Toyota now, all their dashboards are just like various screens. Like yeah, yeah, Speedo is a screen. And yeah. It's a digital dashboard. It's a full, fully digital dashboard. And right
0: now, so the situation again, 2022 Skoda Kodiak with luxury and tech pack and this panoramic roof (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that whilst your screen in the middle is Apple CarPlay in front of you on your dash, which is digital and you can choose whatever views you want of your speedo and all that kind of thing. Only kind of a pocket of that is reflecting what's happening in Apple CarPlay. So like Skoda still runs the speedometer. The map this is one weird thing, right? Like I can have Apple Maps on the middle console, but then the map in front of me on the dashboard is the Skoda map. But then next to that, the like directions are Apple again. Like you know, turn left at the next yep. blah blah blah. So it's a bit disconnected. It's, it's weird, yeah. One of the reasons for that though is also that there is a bunch of like legislation around the dashboard, and you need to have on the dashboard what's called a real time operating system, which your phone is not. One of those where like literally as you accelerate in real time the speedometer needs to reflect what's happening and, and in real time come, it needs
1: he- to come straight from the wheel to the screen basically yeah
0: exactly as i said right now it's not but you know apple have advertised in i don't know if it's wwdc or one of their yep. events they basically showed this um, amazing picture where it kind of was apple in the middle all the way across the dashboard was all kind of apple E and said that basically it's coming soon with like Audi and Mercedes and they listed a bunch of kind of brand names. By
1: luxury brands that are doing it. And on the Google side, they kind of got first off the gate because they have Android Auto, which is what we just talked about. You plug your phone in, it connects to the in-current entertainment system. They now have software called Android Automobile, which is not the same as Android Auto. It's classic Google nonsensical branding, but it is kind of like the ground up thing you are running Google from basically your entire car's operating system. Like Mm -hmm. everything from what's being shown on the speedometer to the car entertainment to, you know, voice command stuff, whatever, is like Google from the ground up, which is, you know, makes sense. But it's much more than just being like, okay, we'll just, as I'm Audi, I'm Mercedes, I'm Toyota, we'll just like include both Apple CarPlay and Android Auto on our little entertainment screen, and then people can plug in whatever phone they want and run. For this new model where it's like Apple and Android want to take over your entire car, yeah. they need to be kind of be built from the ground up to allow that, to comply with regulations around like how car systems work. And also the fact that, yeah, you need to give Apple access to the very basic functions of your car and also basically build around what Apple tells you. If yeah, Apple's yeah. like you need to have your steering wheel run on this particular standard or software So it works with us. You got to do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So obviously the big thing for car manufacturers is you have this thing that was just like, okay, instead of Bluetooth, people can see their Apple apps or their Android apps on the screen to the ever greater encroachment of Apple and Google to basically be the experience so that when you sit down in your car and as a consumer, by the way, this is what I want. Everything is Apple. Basically, all of the screens are, are Apple and a reflection of my phone. They're also looking at Tesla which is worth more than them Yep. because obviously, you know, world gone man, et cetera. Tesla, this more expensive company than us, has recurring revenue. They have these subscriptions. Tesla famously have never allowed Apple or Android Auto because they want to own basically the subscription and the software and the experience, blah, 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 blah. From all accounts, Teslas are the best at that infotainment unit out of with regards to like the actual bespoke um, yep. software. And they're looking at Tesla and being like, hold on. We would like a piece of that subscription revenue, which will boost our market cap. And do we want to give over that user experience to Google and Apple Yeah, for basically free?
1: Yeah, totally. Especially in the Apple side of things, you know, there's been rumors forever that, and more than rumors, like extensive reporting, that Apple has been working on their own car. Mm. And they've been working on it for basically almost a decade at this point. So a company like General Motors or like Ford is thinking, all right, we're in a position where for this next phase of how car software works, we have to hand over our entire system to Apple and like basically have them colonize our entire vehicle and run everything about it. And then they could just come out in a year or two and be like, also, not only does your entire Ford run on our software, but we have our own car yeah. as well.
0: And Google obviously have been working on autonomous driving forever yeah, exactly. as well. So, you know, they are potential drivers. So it makes sense that By the book, it makes sense that GM would come out and say, we are no longer going to support Apple and Android in their EVs. To to be specific, they've said like in their EVs. And I think that they're kind of leaning on that because they have precedent of like Tesla and Rivian and whatever. Like a lot of the brand new EV companies don't allow it for the reasons we've mentioned. So they can kind of be like, our petrol cars are going to have it, but like our EVs won't. Mm. And are projecting forward revenue of... $28 $28 billion by 2030 from subscription revenue. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? We're going to have our own in-kind entertainment system that the users are going to pay a subscription to use. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah, totally. Does but, any of this sound good for the consumer? I can answer that. No, it sounds fucking horrible. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and you can see how it's how important the long-term planning is for them because when they announced, we're not going to do CarPlay and Android anymore the response was like universally furious at General Motors. Like everyone hated it because people like, they think it's a good product. They like having their phone reflected on their little screen. They like the connectivity and why wouldn't they?
0: No, why wouldn't you? You want to get in your car and it just automatically opens like the same interface that you're used to with all the same apps that you're used to. If I'm doing something on my phone, if I'm looking, if I've just looked something up on maps on my phone, it appears on my screen. Also, it gets to know, you know, they're smarter than, I mean, this is a big point. We can get to this in a second, but like, it knows that I drop the kids at daycare on, you know, these days at this time. And so it just automatically takes me to that route. You know, it knows that what days I go to golf and blah, 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 blah. Like your phone knows that. Then you have a car manufacturer, which, I mean, anyone who's got in a car would know. Well, A, car timelines are long, right? Like what they're designing the car that will hit the factory line. Like it takes five years for a car to be basically be de- designed and then hit the factory line. So when we're talking about, the hardware to run the infotainment system—they're shit house. Anyone you can get in a new car, good new cars as well—it's gonna be laggy. They're like yeah, the yeah, interface, like, like it's it's dog shit. They're all dog shit.
1: When I was in the states, I was in like a top of the line, brand new like Ford F one fifty Raptor. Those gigantic child murdering machines. Yeah, that, they, that are full. The American roads are full of. It's got this gigantic tablet in the middle of the the dashboard. Which is like their in car entertainment thing, completely abiding by the logic of like beer is better. And when you open, when you turn it on, it's got like this kind of like smashing steel animation, like <laughs> Ford, like <laughs> that kind of shit. Anyway, it's like built to like wow you, and then the moment you actually get into the interface, it's like a fucking 2012 Android phone. It's yeah. like so laggy and like busted. Yeah. Um, apart from the the aesthetics being quite imposing. If, of course. Obviously. If Even if Ford was at the top of their game, they're not going to be able to get talent as good as who makes Well, That's games. the thing.
0: So even if, sure, they chucked in like the best NVIDIA graphics card, which is, you know, apparently what Teslas do or whatever, like let's get the best hardware. Even if you put in, you up the cost, put in the best hardware, which they're going to have to put a lot on top of that from a price perspective to like make that at all economical. But say even if they put in a friggin. GeForce 900, whatever the... I don't know what the the best cards are right now. Don't bother. It's fine. (laughs) 9,600, I'm going to say, is definitely the best graphics card you can get right now. GT, GT 9,600. GT 9,600, yep. That's the one. Even if you chucked four of those bad boys in that, yeah, they're software engineers. Again, even if they had 500 of the best, what's that going to compare to
1: Google or Apple? They're always going to be behind and they're always going to be overextending themselves trying to like match what Apple and Google are doing or what Tesla are doing.
0: And then there's the platform perspective. I use what percentage of our audience use Overcast? There's some percentage, eight percent of you, so I know that. Shout outs to the Overcast users. I use Overcast. Is is Ford gonna have an Overcast app? Of course not. It's a single person developer. Yep. Is Nissan gonna have Overcast if Nissan go this direction? By the way, at the moment Ford and Nissan haven't announced that. But like were they to go that direction no, the thing with Google and Apple is they are currently a platform, so I can expect that a lot of the apps that would serve a function in a car will probably have Apple
1: CarPlay, and they can do it through you know Xcode and whatever. And it's it's relatively simple for them to yeah. to build a CarPlay app.
0: Yeah, exactly to to kind of port one rather than starting from scratch in whatever the Ford ecosystem, which is probably is like you know Android based, like they, they're probably it is, like yeah, built sure on like a kind yeah. of Android thingo i got to do the Ford one and i got to do the Nissan one and the Mazda one and the Citroen one. Obviously, no one's going to build apps for all of those different devices.
1: Yep. No, totally.
0: Um, And another thing. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Your phone is also the server in this instance, right? Like your processor. Like your phone is doing the processes in the background and the screen is just like a, a graphical representation of like what your phone is doing. Yep. As opposed to relying on a fucking car company to put a processor in there. Like I can rely on the... A sixteen chip or whatever in my phone, rather than God knows what
1: they put in there. Yeah, totally. And you know, as we said, the Tesla is basically the peak for a car company doing its own bespoke software. If you've ever been in a Tesla, you'll know that like the software is like sleek, impressive, cool. And yes, you can like play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on it or whatever. Which Why Elon Musk considers like a really huge selling point or launch like fart soundboards. <laughs> Like you can change your horn to like a fart or whatever, because oh, Elon Musk is fifty-one years old, by the way. Um, but even with the insane amount of investment, and this is keep in mind that Tesla wants to be a software company. Yeah, they've just announced that their strategy over the next little while is scale and growth over profit. Like they're they're saying cutting price. Yeah, cutting price not making a huge amount of money on a per-unit basis. And part of it is because they want the platform there. They want one in five cars to be a Tesla. Mm. They want to, like, really own the market. And part of it is, like, software. So they really need to own that software. And even still, you can easily imagine them being kind of lapped by just, like, Apple's team or, like, Google's auto team because they have the best designers, the best software engineers. Yeah.
0: Well, they've been doing it for a very long time. Exactly. But in order to reach the market cap expectations of kathy wood a known futurist with arc etf which is a big kind of technology etf she's predicting over five trillion market cap for um tesla within seven years which does require them to be 20 percent of all cars sold so
1: to hit that goal it's, it's ambitious but I, elon's going to get us there yeah,
0: yeah. well obviously because of his
1: epic memes yeah
0: well, name another car CEO that has both epic memes and you can play cyberpunk 2077 on their car no I can't, you can't, you name, can't. No. listeners okay, if you can name one, we'll give you three months free downround
1: <laughs> yeah uh that's yeah, true. yeah they're doing that at Toyota I don't think so. Is know. that French
0: Le- Lebanese matey, who the Nissan guy who got arrested in Japan, but then like flew himself out mm. in like a suitcase or something? Oh is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yep.
1: he doing it? No, I don't think he is. Or like that because I remember I looked up, I tweeted about this, but I looked up the 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 big Chinese EV brand, Beyond Your Dreams. Yeah, exactly, Beyond Dreams, BYD. <laughs> um, my favorite name for a car company. <laughs> I went to their their website and like front and center on like. One of their, their car pages is they show, like, the team that's built the cars. Nice. And it's just three European guys. Mm. But, like, that specific genre of European guys that work at auto companies, mm. it's like the... We pushed over hair. Guys in, like, short sleeve shirts that kind of, like, look kind of slick. Mm. You know, Heinz Keck, the chassis tuning chief expert, <laughs> or Wolfgang Egger, design director, or Michel-Jacques Paganetti. Yeah. The global interior design director. You need those guys to be there. If you're making a car, yeah. you need these like weird-looking European dudes. Oh hell yeah! Every company
0: that has uh, is experiential needs some Europeans. That's actually fact.
1: Yeah, no. If you're working in like the luxury car space, you need some Europeans. Though.
0: If you want people to experience things, I'm putting it on the table right now. If you want people, your customers to
1: experience. You need some Europeans. You just need a few European guys. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of old but stylish yeah. European dudes <laughs> yeah. around, do you? In fact, if Android Auto and CarPlay teams don't have some like cool looking old European dudes in like turtlenecks... I'm divesting. <laughs> I can't,
0: in fact, delete the episode. Like yeah, go exactly. back. Everything we said about let's be honest that the customer experience is gonna be ten times better if it's yeah. <laughs> if it's a company that's been around for decades working on the nah. UX of like software. No, nope, I take it all back.
1: No, exactly. We,
0: we did these experiential Europeans. Yeah. No, I'm sure someone can send us a picture of some European in the Apple, Apple design team. I'm sure that they definitely
1: exist. Uh, <laughs> uh, like
0: some of the biggest companies in the world who employ the most people. Yeah. it has got to be a European be some or two European in there. In there.
1: <laughs> As I said, the reason this is like becoming important is that the EV revolution is upon us. Cars are like insanely widely sold and they're also like increasingly tech platforms yeah. and the thing that I think the car companies are struggling with is that people now buy cars based on this like they buy cars not just based on like the specs of the vehicle itself or like how many seats it has or the space or how much boot space but also like what integrations do you have like do you have car platforms so we didn't mention it before but I think one of the crucial things as well is that right now it's very easy for you know, Nissan or whatever, to say, okay, we'll just, like, bolt on CarPlay and Android Auto, whatever. Mm. We'll support both of them. If you plug it in, it'll pop up. Because as you say... It's and the, wireless. it's or, Yeah, exactly, or through Bluetooth. Because as you say, like, your phone's processing it. It just needs to be able to display it credibly. But in this new kind of paradigm where it's like, let's give Apple complete access to how your car's systems work. Yeah, yeah. So like, you'd have,
0: like, an Apple Speedo we're talking about. An Apple
1: Speedo, an Apple, like, fuel meter, meter. Yeah everything's like sort of Apple controlled. How have. many
0: kilometers you've done or whatever, you know, the trip A B and all yeah, that. Yeah, like Apple
1: has access to like your air con systems in the car. In this sort of like new paradigm where they're giving that kind of access, it's going to become exponentially harder to allow both Apple and Android the same levels of access. So we'll definitely get into a kind of situation where a car company will like say it's Mercedes will be like, we're kind of an Apple brand we have to be because we're giving Apple full... We're building our cars completely with Apple CarPlay in mind to control our systems. Then potentially put yourself in a position where it's like, okay, does that mean that we as a car company lose all of our Android users because our car's kind of not not properly oriented for it? Mm. And I think that's also part of the calculus where GM goes... "Mm." Rather than like really invest heavily into one of these big tech giants and let them completely control the experience of our cars, we will forge our own path and hopefully and build something that's hopefully as good, which is, as we said before, a massive, weird gamble.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to work. I think what we're in a situation right now, like you have a kind of a wave pattern where the last kind of, yeah, seven years or so has just been like, eh, software's very hard. People want to use their phones. This makes the experience better for people who buy our cars if they have an Apple or an Android. So like, include it because we can't hope to match it. To We're now in the zeitgeist of, largely thanks to Tesla, Of there's a bunch of subscription revenue that we can gain here. Yep. We need to own this. We need to develop it ourselves and develop our own platform and ecosystem. And we can forward project all of these revenues because we have all these subscription services. And to touch on that for a little bit, a few months ago, there was a big scandal about like BMW. I mean, there's always this is kind of like a constant thing in the kind of auto tech world. The latest one was BMW charging for heated seats as a subscription update. Yeah, yeah. Your car comes with obviously the hardware for a heated seat, which to be frank is not very expensive, like some kind of coils in all of the seats. But in order to to use it to use to heat your seats, you had to pay an ongoing monthly subscription yep. f- um, for the heated seats. Tesla is notorious for this, like in order to enable, I don't know, Turbo Boost or some bullshit or whatever. You gotta pay that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an like... annual really expensive subscription. Or is it just an extra, whatever, five grand or eight grand on top in order to enable this thing that's actually already in your car?
1: It, and obviously, there's like a history of cars generally, like for decades and decades, having all sorts of weird add-ons and whatever, that they've kind of just built on into the software realm, even though I don't think consumers in like basically any other bit of Hardware would accept that. Like, you're obviously not going to accept unlocking a software feature on an iPhone through an annual feature, like an annual payment or like a one-off $10,000 payment.
0: But no, Although I think that we kind of, we kind of do in the software world, it just doesn't feel like it. You know, if you download a version of whatever, like Ableton's music software or whatever, the basic tier, all the other features exist, but you're only able to like access a bunch of them and then by paying more, they magically open up. But like the software is actually the same software; it's just kind of unlocking it. Yeah, it true. just it just feels weirder though, because it's like okay, I've got the BMW. Like the heating is in the seat.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. Like the just, co- the coils are built in the seat. It's like, like they're like, already there. The expense has been paid by you. Exactly. It's it, there's no additional cost for you to, for serving this, as opposed to like paying a, a fee for a, some sort of cloud service where you're using someone's servers or yeah. you know, ongoing support. These things, it's literally just like the hardware is there. Let me use it on this thing that I ostensibly Mm. own.
0: It feels like it's been taken from you. I guess that's the difference, right? Like if I'm in a car that has the heated coils and the turbo boost, it's in the car. I've got it in here. (laughs) Yeah. Now it's just sitting here redundantly doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it's being taken away from me. Yeah.
1: At least like the, the thing that I think makes Tesla successful, apart from the fact that, you know, they have like a legion of, insane fanboys who love everything they do is the fact of like the clubbiness kind of aspect do you want to be part of this full self-driving which is like the cutting edge of human endeavor mm. just fifteen thousand dollars and we'll bring you in on it you know mm. whereas like ableton might be might be more difficult for them to make that pitch well um, it just feels different with software yeah.
0: if you if you buy the basic tier you don't recognize that you've actually already downloaded all of the other features like no. it doesn't feel like it Right, no, 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 totally. It feels like you've downloaded the start of it. And it's
1: not it? like if you buy a, a video game, most of the time these days, like the DLC is already included. Mm. It's just not activated or whatever. Mm. That seems fine, but again, it's the coils. The coils are in your seat, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like you know.
0: But yeah, as part of the wave, though, as I said, I, I can see the next because car stuff <coughs> moves slowly. Five to seven years, the manufacturers are all going to want to own the infotainment, own the experience. And you can see the justification. We want the subscription revenue. We want the vibe, the vibe thing. We want people to get in a Mercedes in particular luxury, like and get a Mercedes vibe. But every brand is able to say that. We want it to be a Ford vibe. We want it to be a Chrysler vibe. Yeah. Whatever it is. But after a few years realizing A, how hard it is. B, how much shitter the experience actually is. C, a bunch of companies not, doing it like i'm sure there'll be a bunch of companies that hyundai or whatever uh, are like we're just going to keep including android and apple and people kind of gravitating towards those because they know it's going to be a better experience not getting the apps like not, not getting the platform whatever it is people want to use their overcast or their title or, or i'm sure there's ways sure You'd assume they're going to have to include something like Google Maps and they're going to have to include like a bunch of bespoke kind of Ford apps or whatever. Will they include Waze? People use Waze, you know, this kind of thing. Their AI assistant, <laughs> like, are they going to include the AI assistant app or is that going to just people just going to have to talk to their phone, et cetera. After whatever the cycle is, it'll come back and they'll eventually win. I, yeah. I think that the monopolies will win.
1: So totally. And I think this is a bigger, like, cars in a way that's playing out right now, but I think this is just an expression of the central fact that like, especially Apple, but also Android have become so dominant as platforms. They so insanely own that sort of software experience, at least for like daily use or whatever, through the app store and what have you, that it's just so hard to shake out of. Mm. This is going to play out in smart homes. This is going to play out in all different other facets where it's kind of like if Apple or Google decide we're going to like extend our software universe into this realm, It'd be very hard for like individual vendors and those things to fight back and say, "Actually, we're going to do our own software experience." You know, yeah. If Apple decides we we are going to own thermostat software, yeah, we're going to build our own little beautiful interface for how thermostats in and air conditioning systems in houses work, and really aggressively pursue that. Mm. What are you going to do about that? Like, how can you, as like I don't know, Mitsubishi air conditioners, yeah, fight back with your own little system?
0: You're not going to, and my replica. Like if I'm talking to my replica at home, mm-hmm. I expect they them to be in my car next to me, like talking to me. Like yep. they're at my work, with me in my pocket, everywhere I go. I don't want to jump into a car and all of a sudden they're not there. Mm. Like, I need my Apple CarPlay in order to have the replica
1: right there on the screen, uh, talking to your your little wee little AI sex friend. Yeah. Yep. No, that's fair enough. No. Why would you want to spend five minutes of your day not talking to them? <laughs>